0: This is 2024. It's a new year. Happy New Year. It's a new podcast season for Mindful Conversations with Matt and Rob. Brand new. So brand new. And today's special topic for you who are listening, New Year, New You. Seven easy steps to be the person (laughs) you've always wanted to be. (laughs) Well, for, we, for three installments of 1999, <laughs> you can become the person that you've always wanted to be with the help of Dr. Rob Cook and Matt Heyman and our very special guest, Travis. Uh, glad to be here, guys. I'm excited to be a new person without
1: having to do anything except to pay.
0: <laughs> exactly. Well, you've been bamboozled because we're going to transform you into a new person today with our seven easy, easy steps off. for
2: 1995. 99.
0: Yep, yep. <laughs> Do you guys accept card? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Perfect. Not your Sears card, but we will accept <laughs> yeah. American Express, Visa, MasterCard. We take them all. <laughs> we take them all. Just sign the dotted line right here. Um, yeah, guys, the reality is uh, New Year, everybody gets caught up in the, the, the scheme of, like, transition. I'm going to do new things. I'm going to be a resolutionist. I'm going to go, I mean, gym membership spikes in January. And I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not like harshing on anybody's mellow right right. right here that I understand that it can be an inspirational time, but there are those schemers out there that want you to buy their quote unquote product and they're, 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 they're preying on
2: seven easy steps. Yeah.
0: Right. They, they, they make it sound like change is easy. Right. And we like sheep led to a slaughter, just take the bait and we pay like weight loss back in the day. You know, I'm a, I'm a former personal trainer, you know, got my yeah. degree in kinesiology. It's, you know, a $35 billion a year business. Wow.
2: Back in the day or
0: today? No, back in the day. I haven't, That's what I, I'm saying it. it's, I wow. haven't done Yeah. current dollars for business but we're talking body image is big yeah you know there's just so many people that want change and they want it on amazon prime they want it tomorrow well i think
2: we love the idea of change we're not so much into the love affair with the work required for change wait wait a minute you use the w word i know shame on me i don't want to
0: work at this i just want to oh that's
2: right there's seven easy steps right (laughs) right the seven easy
1: steps that that worked last year (laughs) right and that's why i'm doing it again this year right
0: so travis is one of our new interns and he got um he got, <laughs> he, he got hijacked. He got hijacked into being with us today. But um, Travis, you disclosed to us uh, pre-recording that you're kind of a metal guy. You like yeah. You yep. like metal.
1: I do. I love to headbang. Love to love to scream. Push people respectfully. Nice. Yep. yep.
0: yep. Get in the mosh pit.
1: Yep. Elbows out, ready to go. Yep, right.
0: Um, you're married. You have a, a new daughter.
1: Yeah, 10 months uh, last week. So we're closing in on a year, which is crazy.
0: Now, raising children is easy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you caught me at a great time for that joke. I got about three hours of sleep last night, so yeah, and that's why we asked about
2: the podcast because it's ought
1: to be interesting. Yeah, like yeah. I
0: mean, if you're if you're if you're juxtaposing the idea of the seven easy steps, mm. juxtapose it with things like being married, oh. uh, right. raising children, and you will find out there's no easy, easy. plan, no yeah. easy button. You know, like Staples has the easy button. There's no
1: easy route. No, the despite what all of the parenting books will tell you, this is how you raise your kid, and it's going to work perfectly. No qualms there, here. Nope. It no, it is. It is not that easy.
0: No, when we had our oldest daughter, Keelan, she, she her birthday is the sixteenth of this month. She's turning twenty seven, and uh, so when she was born, you know, we took the Lamaze class, um, we read the books, we did everything that we were supposed to do. And, and then we had her, and it was great in the hospital. Deanne gave birth. <laughs> the, nur- the nurses were there. I mean, things were smooth and silky and just fantastic and cozy. And we got her into her car seat, got it into the car, drove home. And I will never forget getting home and putting her car seat with her in it, you know, and putting her on the couch inside the house. And I looked at Deanne <laughs> and I said, oh, Oh, my God, we've made a huge mistake. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what we're going to do. And somehow she's lived to 27 and she's successfully gainfully employed and off her parents' books. So something worked out for good. Wow. It does happen. Yeah,
1: I appreciate that. I needed that encouragement today.
0: But the journey along the way, I'll tell you this. When, when you are truly growing, you will be exposed to hard things. And those hard things will be teachers that will give you wisdom.
2: They do serve. You have an opportunity to let it inform you or kind of ruin you. Yeah. And to your point, I think we have a similar story. I remember the pulling out of the, the parking garage of the hospital with my daughter, Nicole, bringing, first of all, being terrified of driving. Right, oh, <laughs> because yeah. you're like, oh, there's a bunch of crazy drivers out here. I have this precious cargo in my car. Stay away from me. Yep, like your wife was never precious cargo. <laughs> <laughs> she's precious, but the the baby was like super precious. Yeah, and we get home and the same thing. We, she's in the she's in the um, baby carrier and we set her on the on the floor by the couch. And I'm looking at her and I'm thinking what are we supposed to do with her now? Yeah. Right. And then to your point, that's where sleep deprivation and <laughs> yeah. puking. And I think we make a mistake when, when we believe that something is going to be easy. Yeah. We fall in the, like with change, look at how hard it is. You guys are in mental health uh, therapist, etc. It's, I like the idea of change. I'll sometimes say I like the idea of looking like John Cena. Mm-hmm. I'm not spending eight hours in a gym to get there. Mm-hmm. And so seven easy steps, any easy steps to me, it's like, yeah, that that's a, that that in my world is a marketing ploy.
0: So what are the, the easy steps that get sold to our community? What's one of the easy steps that's marketed to vulnerable people wanting change? Yeah, they love the idea of change, and you target that love yeah. affair. So what's what's one of those seven
2: that we could identify? You mean like losing weight? Sure,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, was it Ozempic? Was all the rage uh, around Thanksgiving? There was plenty of articles. I think the, the Atlantic did something on it about um, this year's Thanksgiving dinner is going to be a lot smaller because people are just taking medication to suppress appetite. Oh, so, yeah. Wow. So I think medication... Is is an easy step. Is an easy step. Or here's a pill. Here's a drink. Yeah. Here's a something that's gonna do it for you.
2: I like that because whether it's a pill or a product, we're marketing something that supposedly makes your life easier. Yeah, mm-hmm. that removes the step or the context of work. Right. Seven easy steps, and step
1: one's already taken care of for you.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: the only thing you have to do is go to the pharmacy and pick up the product. Or, or buy or, my product or 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 call in or yeah. or today I just I live on Amazon so I just hit a button and it comes to my house within 48 hours. <laughs> no. I'm not exaggerating. I know. I live in an Amazon world. I mean, I need toothpaste. All right, bang, you know, yep. Basil's has got you. It's yeah. it's bad. Um, now that is an easy button. That I mean Amazon Prime has proven I mean, I have a corrugated burn party every week at my house.
2: (laughs) Because... I I don't think we're saying there's no such thing as easy or easier. Mm. I think what we're going... Convenience. Yes, I think that's a better word, convenient. But what I think we're going after is this illusion that somehow when it involves human, human relationship, change, um, substance, there... There's going to be elbow grease that's required. Yeah, like, okay, so
0: I do have my undergrad in kinesiology. Yes, I did work as a personal trainer, and I worked quite a bit in body recomposition. So okay. I used a program called Biometrics. It was actually a, a really solid program because it, it, it didn't provide you product. It provided you instruction. Mm. So it, it balanced the idea that, for healthy body composition, you notice I'm not using the words like losing weight. Right. That's actually a misconception. Um, you want to recompose your weight. Like if you have more adipose tissue, or yeah. body fat. Yeah. You want to perhaps if, if you have a BMI, body mass index, or you have a percent body fat that's maybe elevated and with the understanding of the medical community if it's considered unhealthy. Okay, you may need to do something that would address recomposition. So you want to, you want to, if at all possible, regain or gain lean body mass, like muscle, and then reduce non-lean tissue, like body fat, in healthy ways. And the reality is, you have to do it first through um, nutrition, healthy nutrition. You're supposed to be eating, you know, this is probably not going to be true for you, Travis, right now, but five times a day. Yeah. Um, Hmm. because the metabolism, the basal metabolism is designed, it's like a little furnace and it stays lit when you keep feeding. it. It's just like a fire. Mm -hmm. But so many people think abstaining from food, especially during the day is a great idea. And then they eat a big meal at night. What's the worst thing a person could do? Right. So they need to do the hard work of actually eating Eating smaller portions consistently throughout the day, that's actually gonna produce a healthy metabolism. But that takes prep and that takes oh, planning. So preach it, preach and, it, brother. Come on. And that's
1: that's not seven easy steps. That's seven hard steps.
0: You, yeah. Like like right now, think if you're listening, let's all think together. How hard is it to go to the store? with a plan, like mm. I know what I'm going to eat for <laughs> yeah. seven days and I'm going to buy all those ingredients oh, yeah. and I'm going to do food prep and I'm going to prepare the meal. People, we live in the 21st century, 2024, we don't know how to do hard.
2: No, we don't. Mm-hmm. And we, we
0: don't. And it's, and it's killing us on two, yep. on two fronts. A, it's too expensive to eat healthy food. Yes. yes. And so the, the, the marketing of unhealthy food is rampant. And we again have taken, cause a, it's a comfort to eat comfort food. It's less expensive, but it's, in, it's incredibly harmful. Processed foods. Yes. Yeah. Processed foods. But to, to Travis's point, it takes a plan and execution. And I'm raising both hands. This is a battle I fight every single day.
2: Oh, I, I'm in there with you.
0: You better be, buddy. <laughs> I am.
2: I'm fighting it too. It's, it, it, I talk to the people I serve all the time about the difference between these fad or even not fad, but diets versus lifestyle. Yeah. What we're talking about is doing the work, being intentional, doing better with what you have yeah. in terms of lifestyle. And, and that requires not just good choices with food, but diet or um, exercise, sleep, right? Um, it's not, I can't just focus on one thing. I need to be aware of how it, solid mental health, healthy, you know. Um, it's, but we market it, to your point, comfort foods. If you just buy this product, you just buy my book, you just do this, you just do that and it's not working and the f- i like your point Matt the further the easier we think we m- are making it actually it's counterintuitive the more problematic and difficult change becomes
1: right you you have to backtrack yes and recorrect the mistakes that you've made in the in the hope of comfort and simplicity
0: mm mm-hmm. Yeah, research would suggest that people who are on a weight loss plan with the fast track mindset will generally lose weight initially, and so they'll have success in four to six to eight weeks, but they haven't built an infrastructure of discipline, and so they eventually get off the plan when they've reached at least one target, and then when they abstain from the program, they go back to old patterns And what they end up doing is they usually lose more muscle mass and they will then regain body fat and they will do this cyclically. So they'll do this repeatedly kind of over and over and over again. And one of the things at the core of this is a negative body image where you haven't accepted that you are good. You have been, kind of bamboozled to think that if this were to change, I would be better. Yeah. And I don't think that's true. In fact, I know it's not true because your aesthetic being can't hold a
2: candle to your internal being. It's exactly right. It's about, it's about the totality of being healthy, not just segregating or, or to your point, accepting body image. When I I sometimes joke about it. It's like, I don't know whether to remove hair or to grow hair. Because if I go by all the commercials, it's like, what am I supposed to do with this? Right? And these mixed messages. I I call that follicle shaming. Oh, man. I love it. (laughs) And And so when you're looking at that, really to me, and I'm a big fan of doing better with what you have and and assessing what is it what is it that i need what is it that i want what is realistic and what is healthy
1: yeah i li- i like that cuz it takes the new year new me to new year improved me or better me or yeah thriving me yeah cuz new new me is impossible right
0: mm. i like that i like changing, like empowering people to reframe their reality with their words. Yes. Mm. Um, and settling into maybe the invitation. I mean, whenever I'm doing marriage counseling and I'm managing conflict with clients, the Gottmans always say, you want to look for the meaning or the longing within the conflict. What's the dream? Like when you're dealing with, maybe a a health crisis and you're looking for the easy way out, pause for a moment and just say to yourself, Hey, before I pull the trigger, push the button, what's my longing? Yeah. What's my real hope? And then is this really the avenue that's going to empower me to achieve real results that I know I deserve and want? Like if you would just spend time there going from the surface, maybe deeper, like the iceberg, 10% on the surface, 90% beneath the surface. Again, we are all about mindfulness, having deeper dialogue with trusted, you know, comrades. and, And really search out, why am I even wanting change? What's at the base of my desire for change? Why am I not able
2: to accept who I am now? Yeah, that's, that's harder. That is hard, I think much. Humans are pathetic self-assessors. And you know, they talk about long uh, long long game, short game. Mm-hmm. And I think that what we're talking about with seven easy steps is exclusively a short game. Yeah, it, it, and really to be successful and do what you just articulated, it requires both a short and a long term objective or goals. And I, I'm not a, I, I've never been real like goal oriented. Um, I think for me personally, I pay attention to the process. I think you sit on a throne of lies. Oh wow, <laughs> accusations. <laughs>
0: You are a man- shame is yeah, the yeah. only thing. You are a man of accomplishment. I have watched you target things like your PhD and things. You are a man on in a healthy sense. You're a man of purpose. Uh, that and and intention.
2: Yeah. And in that's a good challenge. I'm not saying that I don't have goals or objectives. It's just I think about the process. Like with the education, to me, it wasn't about earning a degree. It was about my mission in life is to try and Help people, and I think that it's a great honor, and you have to be competent in that endeavor. That's true. And so for me, well, I don't confuse education with competency. It was a piece of that competency puzzle. And so what I'm trying to articulate is not that I don't have goals, which was a good pushback on your part, but that there is this process, the deeper Mm -hmm. meaning that you just articulated for me. That purpose is. I want to be a competent helper.
1: So that's the long game for you then. Right, right. And the short is those more obtainable goals. That's
2: exactly right. I get through this class. Yeah. I didn't even think degree because with my learning disability, I wasn't sure that education, especially with the early experiences I had in education and what I watched with my daughter, you know, she's special needs, LD like I am, learning disabled like I am. And she was in a special needs program in college and it was amazing how often the special needs professors couldn't accommodate her special need. Yeah. Actually they shamed her quite a bit, not all of them, but a few of them. And, and, and so that, that blending of goal and objective versus purpose and process, that's what I'm trying to articulate. I really like how Travis, you, 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 kind of
0: summarize the long-term versus short-term perspective with what Dr. Rob was is sharing. And I do love calling you Dr. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> he earned it. Yeah. He, yeah it's, knock it's, it off. It's earned. I think it's, I think it's cool. If yeah. I, if I had a PhD, I would want to be called Dr. Matt. <laughs> oh, for sure. You know, um, you have the competency doctor, but there was also, there was also the longing under his ambition to pursue something Mm-hmm. Like um an advanced degree to get to the long term goal. I can't I mean I started my masters at like 48. Not easy to go back to school. No and to access my my gray matter to see if it could learn. And so I know it wasn't easy for you, Mm-mm. but you know, one thing I always say to people when thinking about change, it's like The next five years is going to pass for every person on the planet if they stay alive. Yep. Mm -hmm. The question is, what will you do with your time in five years? I chose to go back to school. You chose to go back to Mm -hmm. school. You chose to be in school. Yeah. And it's going to give you the ability, and I'm going to echo what Dr. Rob said, I am a better helper to humankind because of that two-and-a-half-year process. And then plus, I don't know, I've got maybe 8,000 hours of clinical time under my belt. Yeah. Something like that. So the reality is time invested helps you help people.
2: And, and no, it, no, no,
0: no, 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 I'm not done. Oh, sorry. Oh. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm pushing back. The reality is we have to remember that we are created to serve. Yes. We're not created to be served. So I'm just going to call out selfishness. Yeah. If your self-improvement strategy is about you, I would just look in the mirror of this idea and say I think we are created to give.
1: Yeah, I mean relating that back to where we started with like physical health, you there's it's not wrong to want to be healthy, but why are you doing that? If you're, you're just going to add muscle mass Maybe it's to be a better person to help people move. You know, like something as simple as that. Absolutely. Or be there for your family, right? If you're not physically able to be present with others. Um, So, yeah, I mean, calling out selfishness is a great, um, great thing to do for goals. Um,
2: Well, to Matt's point, it's both and, right? It's like I, I, I try to have a healthy life. My parents died young. And, um, you know, my mom was, my mom's issue was she was sick from childhood. And so the nature of her rheumatic fever damaged her heart. So we were constantly dealing with that. But my point is I chose a healthy lifestyle because I wanted to do life with my wife. I wanted to be there for the kids Mm -hmm. and I wanted to do something that my parents didn't get to do except twice, and that is, see, the grandkids. They died, my dad died when the two boys, my nephews were two, two and a half, and my daughter has some recollection of my mom, but she was, I I think Nicole was probably four when she died, Uh and she was really sick, and so, you know, we had to modify how, a, a toddler engaged with grandma because grandma was so sick. But to, to your point, to both of your points, that wasn't self-selfishness that was motivating it. I do value a healthy lifestyle, but my motive, the majority of my motive is because I want to connect with others.
0: Well, we'll look at your investment in yourself. It was to serve other people, to serve your wife, to serve your kids, yes. and now your grandkids and the community that you serve here at RCC. Your life is a living sacrifice, as scripture would call it. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's my point, is true life is not found in selfishness. To me, yes. to me, that's the dead sea of identity. Yes. Yeah. Nothing lives there that's of use, or that's good, in my opinion.
2: That was really well articulated. Why didn't you just say it that way the first time? <laughs> it was saved all this time. Yes, really. No, no. We like to hear ourselves talk. We have to work our way to, yes. the, to, the, to the idea. That's a mic No dead top. air. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now, I, I want to go to something you said. Um, you talked about shame and the teachers shaming your daughter. I think shame has a big role to play in this new year, new me. When we say new me, that is a way to cover or cover our tracks or protect ourselves from shame. Because if it's a new me, I'm trying something and it doesn't work, oh, it's over there. It's separate.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: But real change, unselfish change, selfless change, it should be tied to who we are or what we believe. Mm -hmm. And so that is scary because if it doesn't go well or we don't live up to it or heaven forbid we fail all of a sudden now, Oh, I'm ashamed of what I've done or I didn't live up to the expectations that people had for me or I set for myself and that. So if we put it on the new, Oh, that didn't work. I can just dismiss it.
0: I think Travis is nailing it. I do too. This is huge. Um, I didn't even think about this angle or perspective, um, that our ambition to experience new is to run, From the past. Yeah. Is that kind of what you're saying?
1: Yeah. Because if if it's new, then whatever (laughs) happened in 2023 is dead and gone. Right. In 2024, new me. But people have memories. We have relationships that complicate things. And so we can't, as much as we want to, we can't um, totally separate ourselves from who we are.
2: It's not even a good idea. I think of it. I was listening to a historian um, recently, and I like what he talked about. It was he was talking about um, history in the United States, and he called it hard history. Mm, yeah. The reality is when you modify, ignore, rewrite, or minimize history, hard history, you fail to understand or appreciate who you are. Those hard lessons in life are not something to be avoided. They're they're to be acknowledged and worked through because quite honestly, they made me who I am today. Mm -hmm. And I don't, to your point with new and shame, I'm with you, Matt. That is a good idea. Or that was a, that was a profound thought. It's like, it does imply that failure in the past and like, like, any success or failure is permanent. Right. First of all, or like everything rises and falls on this one thing for me to be successful in. It's like that new, you does connect with a lot of shame. I can leave my past in the past and it's a new me, a better version of me. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think it works that way. I have
0: used, you know, you know that we are working with the Parker Palmer material, the the circle of trust and his book entitled, um, a hidden wholeness. The, the idea is from an early age, the, the family of origin, the world that we grow up in is is responsible for dividing us from our authentic identity and it creates a false identity based on the roles that we play Mm -hmm, in the world that we live in. And so it's a slow fade Mm -hmm. and it starts very, very early Where we get distracted on who, I mean, there's nothing, well, you've got a 10 month old. There's nothing more beautiful than seeing an infant because Hmm. they are literally pure. Yeah. Yeah. And they like, when they want to eat, they don't care about courtesy or anything like that. They demand what they want. They are uniquely congruently who they are. There's no filter. There's no veneer. There's no inauthenticity. But that begins to form in them. And Parker would say that by you know, school age, it, they're well on their way to taking on a false identity. And that works well with your theory, Dr. Rob, you know, yeah, yeah. with a fragmented identity that then becomes the basis for a lot of dysfunction. Yep. And so the idea is regaining authenticity in my identity and who I actually am and we had a group last night and i had the i got the reminder that when i'm doing work with myself i will bump into my dividedness
2: yeah that's a great way of articulating it
0: and i i use the shadow right my my shadow self yeah my false self is going to be along for the journey for the rest of my life he's like a friend i treat him like a friend versus an a foe or an enemy, yeah. he's the broken part of me. Yeah, <laughs> and he wants to come along. He wants redemption too. And but I have to drive from a place of integration and maturity. Yeah, of wholeness. Huge. And if I do that, I win and he wins. And actually, he's a really good teacher. Yeah, I've I've reframed it to say I can't run from him. I can't escape him. But I can find space to sit with him and allow him to teach me. Because you,
1: if you ignore him and don't invite him along in that process, this goes back to that cyclical thing where, okay, you've changed, you've grown, but then there's going to be a trigger or something where all of a sudden he's back. Yep. And what happens to that progress oh, that he, you've made? He wants to get his way. Right. He's very demanding. Right.
2: Well, I think what you guys, if I'm hearing you well... What you're talking about is the illusion of change. What you just said, I would argue, is like, that's not really change. Right. That's 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 situational or seasonal change, right? We swap out the Christmas decorations for Halloween or vice versa, whatever. You, know, you have a weird calendar. Yeah, I do have <laughs> a weird calendar. It's not quite the Mayan. <laughs> but, but the reality is, to your point, that congruency, and I use it as an assessment. And what I mean by that is, the more I can be congruent with, with those two pieces, people will accept me or not accept me in that congruency. The ones that don't, no problem. It's not personal. I,
0: I don't need it to be authentic. That's the key. I don't that need that acceptance. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't need the ex- now in a whole, yeah. in a wholeness and yeah. a mature mindset. I no longer need the affirmation or the That's acceptance. That's exactly right. I can still love you despite yep. the way you may be treating me. And yeah. that, my friends, is a huge gift. That yeah. is,
2: because I don't have to retaliate or lower or whatever. I I maintain control. The last fruit of the Spirit is self-control. Mm. There it is. And the that is the prerequisite for all the others. Yeah
0: and i think when when what we're talking about is a a paradigm of easy that has been sold to the earth for a millennia yeah and and again being sheep have you guys seen that crazy video like on social media where the, the farmer is digging the sheep out of the, the trench. Yeah, and then and, he runs and, right and, back and, in. And then the sheep gets out, and the <laughs> farmer crawls out, gets on his feet, and the sheep is bounding away, and it bounds like it's going to go over <laughs> the, the ditch, and it goes right back into the ditch again. Yeah. And it's, the caption says, you know, real live video of Jesus, like, trying yeah. to save yeah. me from myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's that's what this is. The, the invitation to hard is, is also illustrated. I'm sure by stories that you have in 2020, my friends, bubbles and Murph, we went out to Colorado, we climbed castle mountain, 14,300 mm-hmm. feet. First time I've done a 14 er And, uh, you know, it was the hardest. Exp- I mean, I've run a marathon before, right? This was, oh, the, brag. this was the hardest thing I've ever done, but it was met with, with, imagination, with hope, Mm -hmm. with belief. But when I was in the journey, like when you're in it, there's not really an option when you're on the scree field at 12,000 feet. There's not a lot of options like to turn around, right? Like you're stuck in this thing and walking over on unfathomable footing, elevation, you get to 13,000 feet, 13, 5, I'm taking two steps. I'm sitting for five minutes, Mm -hmm. taking two more steps, sitting for five minutes. And it's, you're looking at the summit, but eventually you make it to the summit and you're there. And I hate the woman that was right before us because she pulled out a Subway sandwich and I had nothing. I had like a quarter (laughs) of a Snickers bar and, uh, but we're up there and it's like, yeah, we finished that trip. I said, I would never do it again. And then two weeks later, I want to do it again. You know what that means, right? The point is, is that if I took a helicopter ride to the summit and dropped me off and I sat at the summit, it would, it would be absent of all the
2: story. Not only that, but when you do it again, that hardness pays off into conditioning. And I think about it anxiety, right? There's healthy performance anxiety, but we're our, our society, the United States, we're freaking out. We're anxious over everything. And part of it goes to this point. We don't have the bandwidth. We haven't spent time in the proverbial gym developing what needs to be developed that can only be acquired through effort and work. Yeah. Yeah. And and we're expecting ourselves to be to be able to deal with all of to this to experience real change. That, and it doesn't I it it doesn't happen like that.
0: You guys heard it here. Dr. Rob just said it. Don't do it. Don't yeah. don't. Yeah. If it if it looks easy, if it feels easy, it's not going to produce the change that you
2: actually desire. Yeah.
0: Something like that.
2: I agree. You have to you have you can like the idea of change, But you really need to be committed to the idea or the commitment required to make it happen. Yeah. And that's probably going to require help and support and other
1: things. Well, I'm glad you just said help and support because when you were talking about taking a helicopter or doing it again. Yeah. Now that you've done it and you've had that experience, now you have the ability to walk alongside others. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't do that if you've taken a helicopter ride. Yep. You can't do that if you do the seven easy steps, because changing ourselves or that, and then changing others only happens through genuine hardship.
0: Yep, um, I love that perspective. Again, too. the selfishness is needs to be extinguished by selflessness. Yeah, so you can be there alongside others. What a gift to have somebody come alongside you when you're in the hard and because who's been there
2: that that and that's the quali- qualifier who's been there because they've been there my trust in them is far more substantial than someone who hasn't i'm right. not saying i have to be an alcoholic to help an alcoholic that's not my point but i will tell you there's a difference i understand i understand some about dysfunctional families being raised in one etc but to our point here I think the first requirement for change is accurately and honestly assessing. Mm -hmm. And that's motivational interviewing, right? Right. Yeah. The talking about what is your desire for change? Why do you desire this? We are coming to a
0: close of this episode, so we want to finish with some final thoughts on this idea of the seven easy steps to becoming the new you. (laughs) Right, you guys have brought up some incredible points. Any last thoughts as we get ready to close this podcast? Huh. I
1: I'm gonna say this: instead of New Year, New Me, I think a better way um, is New Year, Growing Us. Hmm. That's that. That's just gonna be what. I, I go from here just talking with you guys is getting rid of that self selfishness into selflessness is how do, how do we collectively as, as a family, as a mm-hmm. worshiping body, as an organization, as a country, how do we
2: grow and change? So good. I like the fact that he put it as a takeaway because this is mindful conversations, kind of meaning that the conversation doesn't stop. (laughs) But my thought is, I'm going to do better with what I have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to create something from scratch. I'm going to do better with what I have. Yeah, I like that. That's more manageable. Yeah.
0: Yep. Well, um, I'm going to say, again, a sobering moment. grounding moment of reality you've taught me Dr. Rob to be a realist Um, that way I stay in the middle and I I do value accurate assessment Mm -hmm. and to be able to just know what is true about me what's really at the heart the motive of my my decision-making and being honest with myself is probably the gift that I need most and that's not easy no but it can lead to some growth, to your point, Trevor, that will be valuable. I think we've, the big takeaway is being selfless, to be there for somebody else. Let our change be there for somebody else. Thanks, guys, for joining us on this podcast. Thank you. And thank yes, you for thanks. tuning in to listen to Mindful Conversations with Matt and Rob and Trevor. Blessings.